Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. The boys are back in town. We home, ladies and gentlemen. And we got a bunch of trades. A lot I of things. I think it's a highly about. anticipated episode. It has to be, right? It's like there are a few episodes that people fuck with the most. It's like first day of free agency, trade deadline, and just all the NBA Finals episodes. That's where we get our money. That's where and we get rankings. our bread. Yeah, rankings work too. <laughs> but we ain't done no ranking in a minute. We should get back on the rankings. That's very, usually very our summer shit. Yeah, that's our summer shit. But man, trade deadline kind of crazy, man. This is I the best it. trade deadline in in year, maybe ever. Ah. Uh, Maybe ever. I can't remember one recently that was better than this one. No, uh, Vucevic became a bull last year. Same thing with Javante Green. So those were bigger deals and everything. Those weak years deal. That happened. This is the best <laughs> well, trade been talking about trading Vucevic ever. For a long time. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you talking about the best trade was Vucevic. His half the year, they be talking about, man, Vucevic bad. I'll trade him for him. I'll trade him for That's him. True. Oh, yeah, trade him for Anthony Davis. Something. No, you be, I'll trade him for That's Wendell true. Carter Jr. That's back. True. I'll trade him you for him. You have been saying that. Niggas be just lying <laughs> on the podcast. He has been saying this. He so said, so bad. tell me to my face, I said that we should trade Vucevic for Wendell Carter. Maybe again. it wasn't no Wendell Carter, but it's been less less players that Give you've been me winning exa- the trade Like a for. real life example. Tony Bradley. <laughs> trade for somebody, somebody say that no, I trade him, but like I'll play Tony Bradley over. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you had your fair complaints about Vucevic. Yeah, he think, sucks at defense. Yeah, I think that everybody has. Everybody here you has been critical of their own players. Signed up. Oh, for sure, for sure. I ain't looking back on that. This when he's playing bad defense and he's not doing shit offensively too. Yeah, but because recently <laughs> he's been bad on defense, but his offense yeah. been incredible. So we take that. You know? we <laughs> take Let's get that. to the nitty gritty, man. Let's Be sure get to, to leave a like, subscribe gritty. if you are new. We do these podcasts two times a week. We got more content that we've been filming that will be coming out very soon. Um, we are going to be grading every single try. Y'all ain't got to put them up, ladies and gentlemen. I already got them in got front him. of me. I already I got, got him in front of me. Y'all ain't him. ready. We not even starting on the trade deadline. No, we not. We gotta we gotta start from February 9th. It ain't gonna be long. We ain't gonna be long. We we talked about it a little bit. We didn't know Nikhil Alexander Walker was gonna get traded again. Fine. Let's open up with Nikhil Alexander Walker instead of James Harden. We just going through. Y'all wanna start with James Harden? Yes, absolutely. Then then you gotta go to to fucking Absolutely. You in with James Harden. Nobody, because okay, they want to see James Harden. Let's go. <laughs> let's start. Let's start with James. We only. Why did y'all have anything in front of y'all there? If we start James, with James Harden. Harden got traded with Paul Millsap for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, a 2022 first round pick, a 2027 first round pick, the stop eight protected through 2028, and then it becomes two second rounders if it does not convey. Boom! Biggest trade of the trade deadline, right there. To star this, us. This trade. This trade makes us not. We don't even need to talk about anything else. In my opinion, this is the one. Um, as a fan, first and foremost, I'm happy to get this over with. I'm sick. I was sick of the Ben Simmons write ups every other week from a new they gonna come back person at uh, he gonna be back on the block. Ramona Shelburne, <laughs> her new write up about Hardum. what Ben Simmons has he been doing. Too. I'm tired of all of the rumors that was happening. So I'm good that it's, it's done. We we over it. We ain't gotta hear about it no more. Um, I'm happy for him. I'm happy to see him in a new situation. He clearly was not happy um, or ready to play in Philly. Um, and I think that's a team that's built for him to thrive. Uh, he's not going to be asked so much to do offensively because Kyrie and Kevin Durant are arguably going to carry the load offensively. He just has to play make, uh, play defense. And then that team is kind of like built where he can – there's space for Ben to be Ben. This yeah. trade is going to take me a while to judge, though, is what I was getting For sure. At. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are having quick judgments about mm-hmm. who did this, that, and the third. 
this is not that type of trade. This trade was made for Philly to compete for a championship um, and for, you know, Brooklyn to move on from James Harden. So, um, you know, I'm not going to judge this trade in the first three games where these dudes play. Oh, man, and that's one of the first three games of Ben Simmons. Oh, man, James Harden and Sixers lost the first two games or vice versa. It's not That's not how I'm judging this trade. It's going to probably take me a while. Um, I know fans are just eager. And also the, the important thing is to just shut up. Stop fucking talking about shit which you don't have to talk about because a lot of y'all are being made foolish. It's a lot of Philadelphia 76er fans that I follow, um, you know what I mean? And they were exposing some Brooklyn Nets people who was talking shit. There was a lot of Brooklyn Nets people who had a lot of shit to say about Ben Simmons. And now that he hears, like, they ah, let's go. Okay. Stop doing that. Every fan of every fan base, stop just talking about shit you don't need to fucking talk about because then this is the situation that happens. A lot of conversations you didn't need to be a part of as a fucking Brooklyn Net fan going all the way with Philadelphia that had nothing to do with you, and now you look fucking stupid. So you saying that if somebody up here had a tweet that said, I hate LeBron, they should delete that one before it get exposed? It already been exposed. Oh, uh, interesting. The fan retweeted him saying that. <laughs> See, I ain't want to <laughs> look, he mad. <laughs> <laughs> the fan retweeted him saying that. I was about to say, I probably got an old account where I was mad at LeBron. Oh, Bradley. you have an entire anti-Miami Heat account out there. And I know the name of it. I won't say it, <laughs> but I know the name though. of it. Feeling and though. I didn't retweet it because I was going to let D-Mills live. But you're not, you're not wrong for thinking that back when you were 16 yeah. years old. He was fucking Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> he was messing um, us up. Just from, like, initial thoughts, I thought this was one of the trades that it just worked out on both sides from, like, before they even played, like, the Brooklyn Nets, they get rid of James Harden, who's, who Sean Marks was saying they had conversations. I don't think James Harden was planning on resigning, so they kind of had to, like, they had to figure that out. He's a fucking baby, is what you're saying. And that's what Philly got to realize. They, they traded for a baby. And if this shit don't go his way, he's just going to be crying again. Yeah, yeah it just, it's, it I mean, is very interesting. They, to me, I, it was kind of like a, a deal that, I mean, I guess Darren Morey kind of had to do at that point because he wanted a superstar. He wasn't really going to get no superstar, I think. And he, he got bigger one. than James Harden. You know, I, I used to think that. I used to think he wanted a superstar. But then I realized he, he wanted want, James. He wanted James Harden. He didn't care about shit else. Because you remember, as soon as he got to the job of Philadelphia 76ers, he tried to trade Ben Simmons for James. To the Houston Rockets. Before the, the Brooklyn Nets was like, we'll give you literally everything. And that's what makes everything make sense. Because that that's what I always worried about. was thinking about the last week or so with this James Harden shit as I was like man if James Harden wanted out of Houston rightfully so I was a person who said he should as soon as they get sent Daryl Morey off fired the coach he should want out but then when he got to Brooklyn it's homie Durant and they trio and I'm like that ain't work did you still so I'm like what does James Harden want and it's very funny because he always wanted to go to Philly that's the thing the thing is Houston was never going to send him to Daryl Moore. They weren't going to let Daryl Moore be fired, and then you get your guy, too. So he had to go to Brooklyn, and now the way for him to get to Philly mm-hmm. was through Brooklyn, and now Brooklyn has. But, yeah, James Harden is an incredible player, Hall of Fame talent. Uh, I'm not mad at Philly fans for being happy that they got him or Daryl Moore for wanting him, but he I, is a baby. I mean, you got to think about it like this. They traded Ben Simmons, who hasn't played. You right. basically got him back for Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first-round picks. You know, that was the package. And if you're looking at it like that, big W. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even if James Harden is playing at, I keep saying this, 80% of the best version of himself, that's still better than what, even though Seth Curry's been great and Andre Drummond been great, they ain't been on the production of, of um, 
of James Harden. He's still an all-star. Mm-hmm. And it just raises, in my opinion, raises their their ceiling for the playoffs. Do I have them as the favorite in the Eastern Conference now? Probably not. I got to see it on court. But it just raises the ceiling. This is going to be the best player that J- Joel Embiid has ever played with, just like based on skill. But there is still a lot of question marks with the pairing. Yeah, You can't deny that fact. There's still a lot of question marks on how they're going to fit, how Doc Rivers is going to do that rotation because Doc Rivers – I was listening to um, Thinking Basketball's podcast, and they were talking about Doc Rivers' rotation when they had, like, superstar players, and they were just saying that Doc Rivers is not a dude that staggers often. You know, Joel and, and, and James Harden might play every minute together, which is probably not the best thing because James Harden is a dude that I feel like you could just put him around anybody at the best version of himself, and he can make some shit happen. Yeah. So when Joel is on the bench, you probably should have James out there running with the second unit because your offense is still going to be elite. That's stuff that Doc Rivers has to figure out. That's and, always been my main thing, right? I think a lot of Philadelphia 76ers fans um, are happy or may have seen me talk about it. And it's not that James Harden is a bad basketball player, he's a Hall of Famer. It's just that for me, when you've had the amount of success you've had without Ben and without Harden, just just Joel basically and, and his people doing his thing, Tobias has been good, Seth was good, Drummond was good, Maxie's been good, Thibault. I just didn't feel like he needed to try to swing for a fence. I'm, there's so many name chases that we keep seeing not not be what we think it is because you're chasing a name versus what but i get it you know i, I get Darren Moore going for his I guy think i push back on that just a little bit for my opinion just because if their goal is to win a championship going to get the best possible player helps that you, you know, know i don't but think, i don't think he's the best possible player I think he's the best he's the best name when you think about you just said the fit that's because of who James Harden is. James Harden is a guy that when everything doesn't revolve around him, that's a fact that he is disengaged. That's not my opinion. That's a fact. We saw when he started playing with other guys who would command the basketball, like a Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, even in Brooklyn. It's just it's it's one thing to be not as be effective, but to be totally disengaged is no, just wild when Joel Embiid is going you have to take advantage of his double team. This is a guy that when he doesn't have the basketball, he's staying at the he hash. He's already going back on defense. He's just his hands is in his shirt type of shit. And that is very, very problematic when you have such a dominant big man because you you literally have to take advantage of double and triple teams of Joel Embiid. And if he's not going to be engaged, that's a problem. The first five to ten games, the first moments with Philly, he's going to be very engaged. I, I that's not that's that's why I said it's going to take a while to judge. But when when it starts to get out of the honeymoon stage and it sets in, is James Harden going to be okay with everything not revolving around him? Because on a on a on a on the outside or on the early parts, it may just be like, oh, Joel in the big, he's a big, he don't have to have the ball. I'll I'll be the main guard. But you got to take advantage of Joel and be having the basketball. And that was always my thing. So I'm very curious to see how it's going to work in the long term. Mm-hmm. That's why I keep stressing, stop, don't not judge or look at this trade from a 5-10 game last stretch of the season. It's going to be long term because the goal is to win a championship, which is what you just said. They they went and got the best player available to put them in a championship thing. So that's how I'm going to judge them. I think it's good for them because it just gives them a, a second weapon when it comes playoff time. Uh, Joel doesn't have to carry the full load offensively on a night-in, night-out basis. And he got somebody who can create easy buckets for him and everyone around him. So I think because when we see him, he gets fatigued late in games. And, like, he sometimes he starts to settle. 
And when it comes playoff time, he does that a lot when it comes late to the fourth quarter. And I, think we, this year's been, hard and, I think this year's been a lot different. Yeah, though. no, I'm talking about playoff time when he has to play like 40 minutes. But we ain't seen his Joel in the playoffs, so I can't And I will on. say that he playing heavy minutes this season as well. Yeah, well, kind of. It's like been like 30 he, I think minutes. He averages like 33, 34 minutes. Yeah. Get his work done early. Yep. Yeah, he does. Um, I, I don't know. Like, it, it's a lot of things that I think could happen with this. Like, it really depends on how James Harden wants to. If he wants to be that dude – that literally just comes out, orchestrates the offense, and I'm going to get buckets when they need me to, I think it'd be really successful because, you know, they were already good, you know, prior to him. They really just needed that that clutch guy down the stretch. Their guy was kind of like Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris. Obviously, James Harden to upgrade with that. They could just continue that and not really just – they just need to be low-key. I know it's going to be hard. Joel was clutch down the stretch. Yeah, yeah. Joel has been the shot taker like a, a lot of the times. Yeah, well, Joel and beat is just but a, as a perimeter threat. Yeah. yeah, Joel has still been that perimeter threat. He be hitting step back yeah. threes, but you know what I'm saying in terms of like their second guy or just it gives a perimeter them some guy. guard play. Yeah, there's an immense amount of pressure on James Harden. This is yeah. his legacy it's, it's, is on the line. It's, it's hard not to even say more than Westbrook. Yeah, his legacy is on the line because Russell Westbrook is just over here now. Harden is a guy that I, I felt <laughs> he was, you know, top three shooting guard, arguably. You taking that back? We were really that. big yeah, on yeah. Wayne. When he was in Houston, we was like, bro, this is the number two shooting guard. We yeah. was like ready to put him over D Wave. He's like, all you need is that. Who? Team. Who is we? Me and Kira. Oh. Hey, Mike. Nobody ain't trying to include you. I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure. Guilty conscience. We know you don't know that Dwayne Wade is that dude. And I'm, I was actually upset that y'all was trying to put Harden over him. Harden Strictly was, talent, yeah, sure. But rankings? Come on, fuck about it. Harden was doing shit. To J- Name that, that. one player that James Harden has played with that was like, James is my nigga, bro. I'll go to, I'll go to war for him. Every, baby. Everybody. My baby. <laughs> yeah, you baby in the clubs. <laughs> everybody that Dwayne Wade played with. All of the star players Dwayne Wade played with. But when we were saying with. that, KD, everybody. There was no list of players that I he had there, played bro, with. Everybody. That. There was no list. Of, I know. That's that what I'm saying. I'm happy you're taking that, that shit. That bro. was no list of him saying that. When we said it. Bro, play with Dwight. Dwight that, don't fuck with him. That was a re- Russell Westbrook. That, Chris when, Paul. When we said KD, what the fuck we KD said, KD it made sense. It made sense when we said it. Feelings changed. Thoughts changed. It made sense. And I'm happy that Why would Dwight Howard. I, I didn't say I was goofy. <laughs> I just said that it changed because he's a fucking baby. At that time, he wasn't being a baby. You know who never been a baby except for the time he got hit in the shoulder and act like he got killed? Dwayne Wade. You know who's never done shit that James Harden has done? Dwayne Wade. He got one thing that he did over. He got three you, fucking championships. Three of them things, well, y'all. Shit, James, three of them things. James Harden. And you know what he, he was able to link, do? He should have go link with LeBron. You know what he was able he to do? Except he accepted that he was <laughs> he number two. Facts. He accepted that's a, that's a fact. That's a fact. Sometimes number three. <laughs> that was a fact. Though. He accepted it though. Um, and that yeah yeah that that that's that's a big every part of listen. It. We, I said this even before this trade. We were talking Russell Westbrook. We were talking James Harden. Once you get to a point in your career, you got to be able to accept the fact that you're the you aren't the best player on your team anymore. Mm-hmm. And the players that are able to do that are the ones that are able to stay in the league for a long. Not saying that James Harden's going out of the league, but for just sure. stay at this level of greatness. We talking yeah. legacy. Here. We talk yeah this level of greatness. Yeah. Dwayne Wade was number two on majority of those championship teams with LeBron, or both of the championship team with LeBron. Yep. Guess what? Don't fucking matter. You got to find other ways to affect the game when you can't just pound, pound, pound and do everything you want to do. That's really all it is. Mm-hmm. And I, me- I mess with James because he he gets <laughs> he lets you know that listen, I ain't got to spend a million dollars on my body every season. I could go to the club every night and still give you thirty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, <laughs> I, just and a that's different thing. I used to fuck with that too. But now that he's thirty something, it's starting to. He's had more injuries this year and last year than any other time. So maybe yes. he should and be spending a million dollars. Man, who's honest, who understands the professionalism now? Because I feel like. 
those those was my younger even though it was like three years ago that was my younger years just being goofy like we've you've even, evolved. We've even evolved anthony evolved edwards I, that was funny to me that he had 25 and was ordering nuggets but like at a certain point you can't be doing that mm-hmm. and i don't think i think younger us and yeah you're right even in your mid-20s you start to like go through it and you start to understand it certain things and that may be why certain players don't ever hit the certain levels that we mm-hmm. all think that they should is because it's certain things that we don't see and yeah. i know a lot of people used to make fun of lebron spending a million dollars and it sounded goofy corny or whatever Jeez. but now we seeing the benefits of that we seeing the benefits of a chris paul going vegan, vegan. um got me and, thinking about it and and certain lifestyle changes <laughs> um i've thought about i thought about it um you know a few times only reason i haven't done it because jeff did it for a month or a week or something he was like the first couple of days are like hell because your body's trying to adjust and like you can't shit oh yeah when you go through big diet changes you get constipated yeah and mm-hmm. he was just saying like those first couple of days are hardest shit, and i was like i'm not trying to go through that i also mm-hmm. like chick-fil-a too damn yeah, much i like chicken <laughs> so, I like Chick Fil A too damn much, and I've been seeing like the the chicken that's for replacement chicken and shit like erasers, but cauliflower, cauliflower, cauliflower chicken. I've had that though. It's, it's not oh, bad. Yeah. Mason is right right we now. We had that uh, beat up too because I think uh, mm-hmm. John had us try some or his girl had us try some. We haven't really talked about the brick and net side, so let's switch over to that at the end. If you were grading this for the Philadelphia 76ers, Mike, what are you giving it? I would give it an A. Um, James Harden, it didn't seem like you wanted to be there. Was putting up poor stats, so you get him out of there. You get Ben Simmons back. No, for Philadelphia. For Philadelphia. For Philly, I would we, give. I would give it an A. Can Mike give? Oh, it a I thought you said for Brooklyn. Oh, no. Did I say Brooklyn? No, well, you I'm talking Philly. 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 Um, Philly. Thirsty, yeah. I'm just talking shit. You finna say my bad. <laughs> I, would, I would still give it about an A. I think it's. A, I think it's good on both sides. Like I yeah. said, uh, I think both teams got what they needed. Philly got the uh, the star they want, and then they replaced a guy that wasn't even playing. It kind of hurts giving up Seth Curry and Andre Drummond, but you know you got to do what you got to do, do to try to put yourself in a position to win a championship. Personally, I would put it at like a B plus. There is still a world where this shit goes terribly wrong. Yeah, um, you have to give James Harden a supermax contract. I think he took the player option. He did. Um, so you have to get it at the end of next season, and we already see that he's struggling with injuries. He the might not be, be the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is a world where this is fucked up, but there's also a world where you win a championship. So I'm yeah. going B plus. I think it's it's good for both sides. They they improve their rosters and they clear out their locker room. When you can do both of those things, I think you come out with a dub. You don't want these dudes in your locker room where just fucking up your chemistry and you got championship aspirations. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't fit well. So now you don't want to have a dead weight and Ben Simmons just sitting on your roster when you know he could play at an all-star level and he's not playing at that level because he's not even on the floor. You don't want James Harden feeling like, well, this is my last season here when you're in the middle of a fucking playoff series going against the Bucks, and he's just disengaged and not really giving a fuck. So when you can get rid of that and you can get guys coming in who happy to play and want to play, I think it's a dub for both sides. Did you give it a grade for Philly? An A. An A. Okay, what about you, P? Give me, give me your Philly, Philly. grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't give it an A. A C, C feels like I'm hating. So Hell I'm gonna just, yeah, that seemed like you hate I'm going to just give it like in the middle, which I think it's just like a B, not a B okay. minus or a B plus, just a, C, a B because like what you said, there is a there is a possibility that this worked and they win. And if they do, I'm going to give them all their credit. I'm going to walk back everything I'm saying about James and the potential fit. Um, but if it don't work, I'm also going to say that I was right. And, and I'm going to say that we need to start looking at basketball 
not accolades, not names, not shoe deals, not none of that. We have not to start looking deal. at that because I feel like that's what the NBA becomes. No, it's I like a popularity you. test, a, a, a contest. That's even your team. More his team than this team, though. No, for sure. But I feel like this is going <laughs> no, in the same no the same little direction. I just give it a little a little defense because that's Daryl Morey's guy. They actually have a relationship, so I'm giving them a little defense. But so many teams keep trying to go for the fucking even Brooklyn. Brooklyn went for hard, and it made I, I understood it because it was KD guy. But they really had them three, and I'm they had them three and a bunch of motherfuckers who can't do shit. <laughs> and the minute one of them was hurt and the vaccine shit with Kyrie, you got Durant out there with Kessler Edwards, who I liken as a young player before a championship team. For it sure. ain't it. Yeah. Go get the little pieces, y'all. would love Buddy Hield and a, 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 a you know sprinkle around some supporting cast players right now. I'm but old. you know what I think that that's different though. It's because they already had two stars. They already had two superstars. Facts. Yeah. Well, Philly only had Joel and like Tobias, who can be an All Star some nights. Joel playing like two niggas right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just look. That's why you know. That's why. But but I'm gonna give it a B. I'm gonna okay. give it a B for them because it's a chance where it can go both ways. So let's I'm, go Philly. Because I mean, uh, let's go Brooklyn. Because we ain't talked about that too much. Um, in my personal opinion, I think that they walk out of this. Pretty happy. Obviously, you're not happy that you gave up all this to get James, and you only played 16 games, and he wanted out. But the fact that everybody in the world, whether they wanted to deny it or not, Steve Kerr denied, or, or Steve Nash denied it, and, and Marks denied, we not trading James Harden. Everybody knew that he wanted out based off his play. So the fact that you have very little leverage to turn it into a defensive player of the year, player in Ben Simmons, who knows when he plays or how he's going to look, whatever, to get Seth Curry and to get Andre Drummond and two first-round picks is a W to me because you gave up um, Karis LeVert. You gave up All-Star. What's the grade? Um, the grade for them might be an A-. minus. Do I think that they're a better team now than they were two nights ago? I don't really know because I don't know what to expect from Ben Simmons. But, again, I'm going based off expectations and leverage. I mean, to to get more than just a straight-up one-for-one deal and actually get assets that you could use later. Even if, like, let's say they don't win a championship this year because both of these teams don't take time <laughs> to jail. Target. Coming into next year, if, if you get Kyrie Irving back, which is a big if because you don't know what the vaccine man is going to be like, you're going to have Ben next season. Kevin Durant is already extended. Seth Curry is under contract. And you got the two picks that you just got. You got some potential to make some shit happen around the edges, yeah. around these guys. Mm-hmm. Joe Harris is going to be back next season because they say he might not be be here this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. So I just like as a long term plan for KD and the Brooklyn Nets, I like the 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 idea of Ben Simmons. If Ben Simmons is willing to accept the fact that he's number three again, I think he's willing. To I'm a piggyback on KD because he shit. said a lot of shit. Then I'm gonna say similarity, similar. This is an A plus to me. I'm giving this an A plus. Here's why. There's good and bad. A lot of times in life, we go through shit and we think it's the worst shit in the world. We can't believe. Man, I can't believe she cheated on me. I can't believe I got this rash on my ass that's making me miss All-Star. <laughs> I'm just joking. Look at that. <laughs> They're like, where are you going with this? But no, it's, a lot, it's always good and bad, right? And I feel like initially the Brooklyn Nets are going to feel hurt. Kevin Durant, Kyrie, the front office, they're going to feel like, damn, James gave up on us. He quit this, the, the fan base. But this this is what the perfect example of a blessing in disguise looks like. Get rid of James Harden. He didn't want to be there anyway, right? You wash your hands with that. You get over that quickly. So that now makes things less complicated for who? Rookie head coach Steve Nash. Having those three uh, chefs in the kitchen made it very, very difficult for him, and they were always trying to figure some shit out. Move him out the way. You get back a Ben Simmons, 
who's going who's trying to work his reputation back up. You put him in a situation where I think on paper makes the most sense for him. He don't need to take 15 shots a game. He's not looked at to be one of the the, the face. Uh, we was arguing a couple years ago on who team it was and shit. We know clear and cut. This is Kevin Durant team. Ben Simmons is not, uh, you know, one of the one of the people challenging for it. No, he can come in, can defend, and do all all of the shit that they need is what he thrives in. Is basically what I'm saying, which is going to be a guy who can guard multiple positions, do the dirty work for them, and on nights he can have explosive triple doubles or damn near triple doubles. He can have 18 points, yeah. nine rebounds, I, I twelve saying, assists. I was saying the same shit, and I was trying to think about how how to kind of say it like. He's in a spot where he doesn't need to be a better player. It's going to be times where he needs to elevate his game and be aggressive and all that, but he he can just be himself. Just be himself. Right? He can, right be, he can to, play that Draymond role. He, obviously, he don't want to be the dude that's you know super aggressive offensively. He's got two dudes that will take damn near any shot they, they want. So I And then just besides Ben Simmons, they just got stuff they needed. They needed size with Andre Drummond. They needed more shooting. And then Ben Simmons is about as versatile as you get on the defensive end, so he could just fill in a little bit of the gaps. I think you just kind of filled your roster out more than just having James Harden. And, and um, that's why I feel like that's the, that's the win, because you yeah. get the shooter and Seth, which even Mark Cuban is reg- regretting. I know I said that before. I think Philly going to regret it. You get Drummond. Mm-hmm. who is good when he's off the bench and you don't like the Lakers thinking he's going to change the direction of your franchise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you get the two first-round picks that I was hoping that they was going to flip into Miles mm-hmm. Turner. This trade deadline, I thought he was going to make a, another fourth-quarter move. Hopefully that can happen in, a, in the offseason. Um, but, yeah, it just gives you flexibility. It's, you could feel the whole – the holes need to be filled on championship teams. Because Durant still got some time before he got back, and Kyrie Irving can't play every damn game. So, depending on he when he – could if does, he wanted to. Depending on when he comes back, <laughs> we could see Ben Simmons without Kyrie and KD. You know what? I, I, I was listening to a podcast on the way here, and they were just saying that they don't expect that to happen because they don't yeah. want to throw him into the fire. Yeah. I'm like, why the fuck not? Let yeah. him let him just get some reps. I think it would be good for him to play without KD. For sure. They said, he, they said he about to join the team already on like a yeah. trip. He yeah. which he wasn't doing with Philly. That makes me happy. Uh, they said that this is something that Rich Paul tried to pitch to Kevin Durant in the offseason. Obviously, Kevin Durant declined because he wasn't finna throw his homie uh, Harden under the bus because he didn't see this coming. Um, they said that Ben was emotional when he talked to KD and them and thanked them for taking a chance. So it sounds like this is a guy – who just didn't want to return to Philly and play play under those circumstances, which I didn't agree with that approach, but he's cut from a different cough than me. But it sounded like a guy who want to re- rework and rebuild his reputation, the Ben 10. I saw him in the comments of the Brooklyn Nets post saying Ben 10 or whatever. Um, and, yeah, hopefully he be back sooner than later. I don't think he's going to get right back into the fire, but I also don't think this is going to be some shit where they finna drag out like they was doing in Philly. Oh, I need to settle with my therapist and all that. The mental health shit, I've seen people comment on. I think it was real. Just think that you didn't want to be a part of that shit yeah, and you got in a new environment. I, I can't believe the people that's saying that type of shit, bro. Do you know how much a change of scenery can improve your mental health? Gary yeah. Trent Dad just spoke on it. Gary, he literally <laughs> did, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I don't understand the pe- like the people that are saying that just need to get more in tune with what the hell can be going on with other people you because could, if you're in a yeah. toxic situation whether he did contribute it too I'm not saying that he's he's right. no, not sure. in the wrong too but if you're in a toxic situation getting away from that can immediately alleviate a lot of the shit that you were going through yeah, yeah. so, so like a big that, weight is off your shoulders yeah exactly so the people that are being hypercritical oh now that he's on a different team he ready to hoop yes motherfucker I heard that can mean a lot good paying jobs they'd be like man I took this less paying job because it was happy. just a better environment yeah. exactly. The that managers happens, weren't bro. freaking uh, on my ass all the time. They weren't micromanaging. Bro can just take like a literal deep breath, 
He can go out in Brooklyn, work on his game, get out to eat, shop, and it won't be fuck, fuck being sent. They were just doing a chain all that March shit. March 10th, though, in Philly. He, Those two teams. No, I can't wait for James I, Harden to go back to the uh, oh, Barclays. Barclays. That shit going to be hilarious. I, I Barclays don't I hope be having no go crazy to that game. atmosphere, I hope though. Ben they go they going to boo James Harden. Even no, they going to boo him for sure. Even if Ben like, ain't playing, I hope he go to what that you, game. What you think fans are more passionate? The Philly, I, the Philly sure. fans are number one on my list. You know what I'm saying? they up there. James Harden also taking the player that like he's probably going to go to him and just be like, I don't give no fuck. Yeah, he really don't care. He got booed with Houston. You know what I'm saying? Did he get booed in OKC? No. no, no, that wasn't. They traded him. him. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't request that's out. Surge. That's a lot different. They were like, "Surge is more important to our our team." And well, uh, final grade for Joel Embiid's tweet: A plus. I don't like how he kind of walked it back though. He was trolling in the interview. <laughs> Bro, he just said on it. He, he had a chance to have a hundred percent A plus. Yeah. Until he did that. I that just was, thought it was some dude. Who that was swag. Weak. He was swag. <laughs> that was weak. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. All right, let's go to the second trade. That's a great conversation about the biggest trade at the deadline. The one that I don't think anybody here saw. Chris Asperzingas got traded with a second-round pick for Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans. We on the Golden Gate Bridge or under the Golden Gate Bridge. No, we were driving through the Golden Gate Bridge, and we said, Spencer Dinwiddie just got traded to Dallas. She's like, oh, okay, okay. And then three <laughs> seconds later, it was like, for Porzingis? Like, like for Porzingis? <laughs> Um, just out of nowhere, bro. This trade is very weird to me, and I'm still trying to rack my brain around it. It doesn't make sense, really. I don't know. It's kind of like it's not even like the Dallas Mavericks are getting off money because they literally got that money back, and those guys are under contract. They're getting off one one more year. Porzingis's contract is one more year longer than both and of the you're guys. Splitting they trade it between for. two guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you flip, just hypothetically say Spencer Dinwiddie and them don't work this year, and they like, oh, we don't like them, and they flip them to another team. That's now half of Porzingis' shit gone. You know what I mean? It's yeah. easier to split up that thirty million between two people than one nigga who is constantly hurt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, I was confused initially, but I guess it makes sense for the Mavericks just from the perspective of they're just as good with him, and then without, like w- without him, and then they they're, are with I him. I think I saw a stat they were like fifteen to nine without him this season. So it's like if you are still playing good basketball without him, um, he ain't played a lot. He missed like. A, a lot of the games since he's been with them. And when he is even playing, it ain't like he's playing all-star Porzingis basketball. So if that's the case, you just trade him mm-hmm. when you could because they had it was a, it's a lot to have him on the team. They had to rework around him, make him comfortable, keep him involved, structure mm-hmm. the offense a certain way where he's getting, a, 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 you know, touches. You saw Rick Carlisle didn't really use him, and the whole fan base and everybody is upset and mad. We got a 30 million max guy, and he's scoring six points in a playoff game. So to get all, all that out the way, they traded him. They got back some questionable pieces, but I also mm. didn't know how many t- uh, how many teams would be interested in trying to bring on Przingis. Yeah. And on the flip side for w- the Wizards, I think it's a it's a B plus, damn near A minus for them because it's the only way that they could get a guy with that type of talent. It's a risk. They are a team that has to take risk because they're not getting anybody in free agency. They're not bad to the point where they're getting a top ten pick, but they also are good. They just got they have to take chances to build around um, Bradley and try to take the other man's trash and turn it to treasure which is what they deal with the lakers um and hope that Fuck this work. the lakers <laughs> i hope this work you know kyle kuzma playing some great basketball i guess you just hope that Przingis can play and be consistent because if so you you get an all right team you know what i mean and got an all right team one like spencer Dewey and bertaz is doing shit they for them yeah, they yeah that's, so that's my thing it was kind of confusing at first but like kind of just looking at it it seemed like these teams just kind of bought low because they Mavs didn't 
they didn't really believe in Kristaps, I think. And then obviously we heard all the reports about how the Wizards didn't really want Spencer Dinwiddie. So I think this is a team that just bought low and they could both work out. If Spencer Dinwiddie comes and he can be productive for the Mavericks and they'll take that, you know, and the same thing. If Kristaps is average, okay. But if he comes out and now he's trying to hoop with the, the, the Wizards and now they got a, a small star that they can kind of like help build around. But I think this could be a W for both sides. Um, they also kind of got, they replaced, since they, they got rid of Spencer Dibbity, another trade, uh, they got Ish Smith and Vernon Carey back. So they love some Ish Smith. Ish Smith is back. <laughs> they love some Ish Smith. Ish Smith stayed with a job. So um, I don't know. I guess they feel like they he could just replace that uh, production that Spencer was giving them. Eh. This trade was a very eh to me. What is the Wizards starting lineup now when they're fully healthy? Don't there? even matter. They will never be fully healthy. You got Porzingis <laughs> on your team. You'll never be fully Bradley healthy. Bill. I just don't know who their point guard is. Bradley Beal. Yeah. But they would have Brad, KCP. Are they playing Porzingis Kuzma, with Porzingis. Gafford? No. No. Cool. I would I would expect Porzingis to be a full-time five there. But maybe not because they still got Gafford and Thomas Bryant. They, on they, got, like they got options. They, yeah, they have like a lot of options. And they got Hotcher Moore, Denny. They got options. Um, interesting. I like the trade for the Wizards, man. Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans have sucked this season. Take no, it no exactly. Around. Take a chance <laughs> no on a guy around. like Porzingis mm-hmm. when you give up some garbage. But I think I think Bertans could get back to some, somewhat being effective with a guy like Luca. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually just surprised that like, I mean, it makes sense because Porzingis really plays that his value is that low. That was like we'll we'll, we'll throw in the pick we'll too. Take, right. They threw a second round, <laughs> That's but no, they like, took oh, on snap. two what seemed like bad contracts at this point. Davis Bertans plays for a team that was on a like nine game losing streak that needed shooting, and he wasn't getting complete PT. <laughs> he got paid all that money to shoot, and he can't shoot anymore. I mean, I mean, shooting is streaky, right? He might go to Dallas and be fucking great, but as of right now, he ain't been that. The crypto dude hasn't do, done anything. I get to the Watch the Wizards subreddit a lot of the nights. They posting wanted posters or like um uh, missing player missing. posters. Because Spencer did when he doesn't do anything. He can't shoot, and he doesn't get to the basket as nicely as he did before all the injuries. So it's just it's it's weird. I mean, it just feels like a big blah trade to me. Yeah. I don't think anybody wins. I feel wins, like it was loses. just like, let's just get these dudes out the locker room type of thing. And it was just like, I feel like both teams can look at the trade and be like, we're not really going to hurt this much from that. But if we can get a little bit of positivity, we could be better a better I, team overall. I agree. And yeah. I think, again, certain things can change in a sense of environment. You know what I mean? They always talked about the Luca and, and Porzingis relationship. Luca had fifty the first game. Porzingis was out of the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> they and against who? About, uh, a celebration game. He fucking hate the Clippers, bro. Luca hates the Clippers. He do. He be going crazy. And then they Clippers. also talked about yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie with the Wizards locker room. How he was trying to be a leader or some shit. And they ain't. he was trying to tell people about those fucking NFTs, and they was like, "Nah, we good." I'm surprised they even understood what he was talking about. <laughs> well, they everywhere now. Somebody tweeted at me, yo, Kenny, what are the chances of you investing in our Chicago Bulls-related NFT? And I was like, very low. Very I said, low. very low. Screenshot of shit. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I was like, it's very low, bro. That's just not That's not something I'm willing to get into. Especially no Bulls-related. Like Dennis Rodman. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> What's the value when, there? Nigga, weren't you buying top shots? For money, yeah. People were paying me to buy top shots. It was an ad. I was an ad placement for them. Because ain't that an NFT? Yep. It is non-fungible token. They paid me to do a live show with them. Them Rose, what's her name? Rose O. You know. What oh I'm yeah, about? yeah, yeah. I remember that. Um, yeah, yeah. And me, me, her Reese, and then the Jacob, who's one of the top guys. There. I haven't been on Top Shot since that day. I remember that. Cool they concept. Still, they still going. I would assume so. 
I, I'm, I would guess that it's a lot less than at the height of Top Shot. Motherfuckers was going I like saw. thousands of dollars. I like, saw. whoa. Mm. I don't know if it's still like that. I'm not in tune enough. Not in tune enough. Um, great, great this for both teams, Mike, if you haven't already. I don't even remember. Um, I'm going to just say B. I think there could be some positivity on both sides. So I'm just going to be, I don't think it's a terrible trade because I think both teams kind of had troubles in the locker room where just, it just didn't feel comfortable. They felt like they could make the change and they did. And um, I don't think it could really hurt them that much. So I'm going to go C plus because I don't really think it Damn, moves. both teams getting the same grade for y'all? I said B. He, he said, said C plus. I would just go C both plus. Teams both teams getting the same grade for y'all? Yeah, yeah I'm both sides. I'll just keep it I in the middle. Just it, it doesn't I really do not see like... this as a trade where both teams deserve the same score, personally. Well, the, thank you, KB. The, Make these motherfuckers the come Maverick, in their job listen, and do work. Yeah, y'all just y'all taking an easy no. way no, out. I'm the Mavericks look like the ones that made the bad trade. with because they, they get the shit. same grade? Because Porzingis barely was playing. He wasn't even doing shit. He, won, he wasn't playing, but when he was, he was all right. They got motherfuckers that can't hoop, that they has got, not been able to hoop. They got Spencer Dinwiddie. Hey, he has not he, been good. We like Spencer Dinwiddie. Maybe People be taking shit out of the contest. We like Spencer Dinwiddie here. coming off the bench he has is not better. Been good. And then they got a shooter that hey, – they had another shooter. How Whoa, we who is the shooter? Bro can't shoot no more. How do we know Spencer Change the scene. And how do we know Spencer <laughs> Dinwiddie coming off the bench? Probably going to stick with this. I would give this trade for the Wizards probably a B and for the Dallas Mavericks like a C-. minus. I was going my route just because it doesn't really move the needle for either team. I think it. That's both. not always what trades is for. The trade trades is not to always make you a championship team. My trust Harold to the Charlotte Hornets don't move the needle for nobody. But yeah. somebody got in as a W personally. These teams are not teams competing for championships this the, season. The, the Pacers aren't. They ain't. They ain't. They they got Halliburton, but they're not going to the playoffs all of a sudden. But, but still, we gave it a good grade. A plus, right? Hmm? That's still an A plus, though, right? Yeah. So. I don't have a grade for this. I don't. I gave it. I gave it my grade. Okay. What about you, Pete? Did you Did you get your grade yet? No, I, I damn near don't even want to. I hate when niggas come to work and don't work. That annoys me. Um, we're here to do talk basketball, and niggas act like they can't talk basketball. But uh, I I, my, my shit is my similar grade. to yours. My shit is similar to yours because I think the Wizards. Um, I, it make more sense for them in my my perspective. Um, so I would get them like a B minus C. And then the uh, Mavericks, I guess a C plus because Luca did drop fifty the first game. Out there. <laughs> so Luca just gonna be playing incredible basketball without Przingis, or if Jason Kidd can coach better because he don't have to consider two guys. Imagine that as a coach, they're telling you to consider what Przingis wants, <laughs> and he barely there, and so you can't really you have you're trying to structure some structure some shit for a guy who's sixty percent of the time not there how frustrating that could be. So maybe shit open up and it's a little bit more simplistic and they don't have to consider this other guy who's not even there. They could just really say, we running this shit through Luka and we doing it. So, you know, and defensively, they, that's what they been hanging their hat on. And they was doing it without his ass too. Um, so I guess uh, I'm going to get them a, a, a C-plus just for the potential of what it could be. But you're still paying that money to two niggas who ain't doing shit thus far. Montrez Harrell got traded to the Charlotte Hornets for Ish Smith and Vernon Carey. Um, I'm just gonna give a grade because this is not some shit that we what should spend. What he He had like ten and four half. He, like he ended with like fourteen points or so. I like that trade for him. Um, if I'm gonna give it a grade, I would say the Charlotte Hornets walk out of here with like a B, and then the Wizards walk out of here with like a B. So I'm doing exactly what y'all did last time. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I mean, I guess yeah. For the Wizards, they they get a guard back, and then I also get Vernon Carey. 
Um, it's just, it's just like, hey, we going to trade for Porzingis. We got too many bigs anyway. Yeah. We, we okay I, with I like it more so for Hornets. I feel like the the Hornets could kind of use a player like mine. That's a little bit more toughness, a little bit more energy. And, like, as soon as they got traded, Montrezl Hill was like, let's get it. Like, you can mm-hmm. tell they all kind of already got that chemistry and fuck with each other. So, I'm going to be happy to watch them on the court. Only reason I didn't give it higher, because we knew that they needed a center. But I would have wish they went with a bigger center or, like, yeah. a more defensive-minded center. Yeah, that's, that's all. That, that's why it's, not, it's a C for me. It's like a C minus for the Wizards and a C plus for them, just because. It's eh. This will probably be a, a rest of the season rental. We I might said in my resign. video, like this don't this ain't the center I wanted the Hornets to get. I wanted them to get a rim protecting rim runner. He mm-hmm. doesn't either. <laughs> this is my, this is he PJ, got energy this, though. This is PJ. No, Wa- yeah, they love the energy. This is PJ real. Washington. He's PJ Washington, except he don't shoot the three as good. <laughs> they literally play the same type of way. He's gonna he's gonna pick and pop in the mid ranges. He's gonna get some dump downs, but he he, ain't. he brings a lot more on the like energy side, offensive rebounds than PJ Washington does. Because that yeah. just firing the like, crowd up, type yeah, that's shit, the type of plays that gets that team going too. I'm thinking about all the lobs and all the type of stuff that ah. put, that putback dunk that gets that team. It's going. Not doing it for me. Yeah, he's definitely not the answer for their problems at that front court position. Energy is overrated. <laughs> he brought a lot of energy to that legacy. He, it was times I was like, man, we can move this dude. <laughs> uh, y'all want to go to the next one? Derek White <laughs> got traded to the Boston Celtics for Josh Richardson, Romeo Langford, and a 2022 first round pick, top four protected. Um, I like Derek White as a player. I think his defense is, is really good. He's another combo guy that can be added to the team. He ain't shooting it as good as Josh Richardson, but I think this is an upgrade. He's under contract for a couple seasons. He's only 27 years old. I like this trade for them. I would probably give it for them like a B plus. Um, does it move the needle to make them championship contenders? No, but there's no trade out there to actually do that, so we'll take that. And then for the Spurs, I mean, you get a first-round pick for a player that was a little bit older than the rest of the players on the timeline. That's probably like an A-minus to me. Yeah, A-plus like for the Spurs. A-plus for the Celtics. A-plus for the Celtics. They haven't had a guy like this since they've had these two. I think he's going to do a very good job. And, yeah, a, a – First game, he was not shy. He came in and just shooting that motherfucker. <laughs> and they so getting Rondo number, jersey. number nine. Um, Disrespectful for a guy that number is For the Spurs, A-minus. Get off Derek White. You didn't need him. Got a bunch of combo guards anyway, and you got first-round pick. And on top of it – Spurs winners of the deadline, in my opinion. You got two other picks for Thaddeus Young, even mm-hmm. though they protected. And then the Celtics, they went and got – Tice again, who helps them and a much better. So I think both of those teams overall for what they did and participate in the trade deadline both get A's overall. How's Daniel Tice been this season? I haven't watched. Them Should be all. garbage. You know, it was with the Rockets. Anything yeah. with the Rockets related, garbage. Eric <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gordon not getting traded this kind Celtics of wild. besides KPJ. Like there you go because me was one at the same time. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say I like it for the uh, Spurs because they had, like you said, they have a lot of guards. He doesn't fit the timeline. He's off the books now. Um, and then he goes to a situation where he goes and he can now be competing again. Not for – in the playoffs at least. Mm-hmm. Not for They've been champion. really good. They yeah, they, really they're good. on like a seven, eight-game winning mm-hmm. streak. So he comes in. He's not a guy that you have to like try to change your offense around. Like he – they went out and got people who can just plug in and do their job. Daniel Tice is a guy who we've seen when he plays decent minutes, he's serviceable. He did it with the Bulls. He did it with Celtics before he got traded to the Bulls. So now he's coming into a situation where he's kind of like a nice little security blanket. They've been hanging ahead on the defensive end, too. And yeah. he comes in and, and he does that. Yes. Yep. I forgot yeah. you were Spurs fans. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. Until uh, you start talking about it. I, like, I oh, give it a Spurs fan. A minus for the Celtics. I like it. They get a, a concrete piece. Um, they traded away Josh Richardson, who was, you know, he was solid for them. But and he's on the last year of his deal. I think this is uh, for Derek White. He's a nice combo guard that can. 
play alongside Marcus Smart and alongside the wings that he could do a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, he could he can go out there, probably get you maybe what 14, 16 points on a good night. Maybe he has a real good night, has a dub. But I've also seen him when uh, Dejounte Murray missed a game. He had like a career high in assists in the first half. He had like seven, so he could do a little bit of everything for that team. Yeah, he definitely gives them a consistent, not a maybe like a consistent like third, fourth option, which they don't know. They never knew who it was before. I just think he's a connector. It ain't even about his scoring for me. Yeah, same. He's gonna he's gonna do the right thing. Yeah. and not be affected by Jason Tatum not kicking it out to him. He's gonna be. It's gonna be okay. And those Spurs players, man, they they play best. They play winning basketball. You have to. Let's move on to the biggest trade of the deadline. A four teamer. It was the first one on that Friday because we were just patiently waiting. Marvin Bagley got traded to the Pistons. The Clippers get Rodney Hood and Semi Ozile. The Bucks received Sergi Baca and two second round picks. And the Kings got Dante DiVincenzo, Josh Jackson, and Trey Lyles. There are three, all four. I think all four of these teams walk out with exactly what they want. For the Kings, if you take away the fact that they traded Tyrese Halliburton, the deals that they made at this deadline were pretty solid, right? So Bonus is a really good player, and we were wondering, or I was wondering about like the potential shooting around them, where they go get Dante DiVincenzo, who hasn't been great this season. He's de- dealt with a lot of injuries, but he can shoot the ball. And then Trey Lyles is a little stretch opportunity, and Josh Jackson brings a lot of energy, man. I've, I've had games or watched games between him and the Bulls where he was fucking things up, you know what I'm saying? He was locking things up, and I like those deals for them. If their goal is to make that for the play-in, which it is their goal. So I like the way they retooled their team in the last couple of days. I hate that they gave up Reese because Reese is a stud. But if you look past that, I enjoy what they did. For the Pistons, I mean, to, to take a flyer on Marvin Bagley for nothing but Josh Jackson and Trey Lyles in a second, seems like a W to me. Yeah. And then the Bucks have been wondering all season long about um, – their backup center position, or just the center play in general, because Brooke Lopez has the back thing that's held him out for the majority of the season. They get Serge Ibaka, who's hit or miss. He's had really good games this season. He's been really bad at points of the season, but they're not expecting him to be Serge Ibaka. They're not expecting him to be a defensive player of the year candidate. He's expecting him to soak up some minutes every once in a while, not and be terrible. Some threes. And then with the Clippers, they trading away Serge Ibaka. They save like $16 million. Yeah. Everybody got exactly what they wanted. Flyers all over the place. So I like this deal a lot. Same thing I said in my video. Everybody benefited. They got what they wanted. This trade, this is a trade that I think could have, like, you could just grade it for everybody in one grade because Dante DiVincenzo, Sacramento wanted. They got him. King, I mean, uh, they Pistons. They wanted bro for over a year. They tried Facts. to trade him. <laughs> Pistons <laughs> take a chance on Marvin Bagley. I'm always for that for teams like the Pistons that are youthful and they ain't really got shit to lose. I think he's hooping tonight, too, if I'm not mistaken. I think I saw a Piston fan on the timeline said it's bag night. And he should fit in with that youthful culture. The Josh Jackson, Trey Lyles can also type of players that could potentially help the Kings. Josh Jackson, good defensively. When he's making the threes for the Pistons, he was good. And it did seem like he was doing that mostly against the Bulls. I remember when he got into it with Zach Levine. He fucking pissed me off. Don't talk to Zach like that. I think Zach called him a bum. Which No, he called him a bust. Oh, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, when you're comparing him to Zach Levine, he is a bum. Uh, and then, yeah, Ibaka, good for the Buckies. And then... The Clippers got some eh, we can cut these niggas. <laughs> say say that money. I like man. it, so it's a yeah. B minus all around. Yeah, we'll give it like a B minus B plus. I think it's solid all around. Um hopefully the fucking Sacramento Kings could actually make that playoff push. It'd be a shame if they did all this and it's just kinda like they it was got the same on the season. Fox and the Ox, Mike. That's the nickname for the team. The Fox the Aaron Fox and the Ox. The this big dude that's gonna run into you. Fox and the Ox. Okay. <laughs> uh, Tory Craig got traded back to Phoenix for Jalen Smith in a second round pick. B plus for the Pacers, B for the Suns. 
Yeah, I'll give it a let's see. Let's go let's go B for the Pacers. <laughs> B plus. I, I mean I like your, it for them I don't know why your they grade got, just be they, so funny. They got a B B plus just because they went on they went out and got a young guy who wasn't gonna reach his fullest potential while playing with the Suns and he's just a guy who can come in and he can play minutes. So. Tell him you've been giving better grades um, than his ass. But the Suns, they get another defensive wing, so B. <laughs> Why you, he can ne- you can never go argue with him. Y'all need to argue with him. Because I'm laughing at, at, he laughing at everything you're saying. To, to treat as it. Let's see what he got to say. I don't even see what I said wrong or bad. That's <laughs> just goofy. That's what I, mean, I, say, I don't know why, but it's just when he be giving grades, it'd be funny. That's why I started laughing. He said you're not studious you. enough to be giving grades to shit. Let's <laughs> wait to see what you say. Nah, I, I like Detroit. Um, <laughs> y'all got me off topic. I forgot what trade we was on. Oh, we talking about the damn Tory Craig. <laughs> Tory Craig. So Suns get another wing defender, and then I don't. I, I just didn't think the Suns ever believed really. Like, oh, Jalen Smith, we gonna really kind of keep him around anyway. I don't think it's believing in him. I think it's just they, well, they didn't did really, pick they up his third year option. Yeah, which hasn't happened in like a decade, other than this year. He just Uh-oh. was. He, it was just a log jam at the big position. They had well, they, McGee, it wasn't even like Bismack. a log. They were getting centers. They had they, who? they wanted centers. Is it Biz, Biz No, who you said before that? Javale McGee. Oh, okay. What you thought he said? I thought he said Joel Embiid. Oh, no. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> they kind of sound similar, right? Y'all on my boy too hard. No, but JaVale McGee, Joel Embiid. I mean, if you think it fast, they kind of. Yeah. And then Aiden. He had nowhere to play. Right. Aiden. That's what I say. Like, they, it was a log jam, and I just, they didn't really need him. Like, they yeah. had three centers above him. So, they get a, another wing defender. And, I don't know, Toy is always pretty solid for playoff He be talking yeah. shit for somebody that's weak. <laughs> nah, I'm joking. What do you expect to do? I like to. I would. I would have loved Tory Craig to be on the Bulls. So I'm just talking shit. Just talking shit. Um, next, Trey Bobo and PJ Dozier got in the second round pick got traded um, to the Magic for nothing. I'm boys, teammates for life. They cannot <laughs> leave each other. Boy. I don't they have, have a package. Op- I don't have an opinion. But Bo- I think both of these players are out for the season. They won't yeah. be like this. Is like, <laughs> they won't hoop this year. Um, next one. We already kind of talked about this one with Daniel Tice getting traded back to the Celtics for Dennis Schroeder, Bruno Fernando, and Ennis Freedom. And I think Ennis Freedom and Bruno both got cut. Um, and they said they might not even buy out Schroeder, which is just stupid to me. I don't understand why the Houston Rockets insist on playing these old-ass players. If I was a free agent and they had a billion dollars, I wouldn't go. No, your ass bugging now. <laughs> you feel me? I'm going to take my money and be like John No, Wall you, can't, you can't get a billion. Just saying, if they had a billion to put together me, all these Supermax, I wouldn't go. They just don't know what to do. They don't do right by players, so fuck them. For the money, you know what I'm saying? I, I go to Houston and do If they can no. give you a max contract, that means other teams give you. That means you're a max-worthy player, so fuck them. No, I think they, they give you that money because they can't get nobody else. They got to hit the salary floor I wouldn't want to be that nigga. I don't want to get my max because. You don't want no max? <laughs> See, I take his max <laughs> if you don't want it. See, I'll be one of them players that happily got a max. And I'll be like John Be like, man, he got the worst contract I'm, I'm, in history. I'm getting, what? I'm, getting my, I'm getting that max because I'm that nigga. I, I didn't care. say I don't want no max, you stupid ass fuck. I said I don't want it and not be worth it. Because you, you a bum ass nigga. If you can fake it, why not fake it? Why not just be that nigga? That's too much work. That's gym. That's nah, a million I'm, dollars in your body be, every season. That's I, veganism. I love it. I love the game. This is my life. I gave my life to it. You know what my I'm life just is different. About the green. All that ain't true because you ain't been rich all your life. So it can't be about the green. Not all the life, but the recent years have been pretty good to me. You know what I'm saying? Recent years. Have been I love the game. Me. That's why I get the green. The game is overrated. See, I love, I love. He a got a couple good songs, but he's more gangster than anything. He ain't never been that good, so I can't expect him to love the game. 
No. It Name is. three songs by Mike. By who? The game. Um, a hundred. With Drake. Okay, that's one. He was so he was so happy about that one. I said three songs by the game. You ain't got it. One immediately comes to my head. I'm I'm calling Derek on the lifeline. Okay, Derek, help Hate it, I love it. Okay. Mike, Mike, just a, you got one more for him. Ah, shit! It went away. He has one with Eminem. Wait, <laughs> you, you can name three. You can't name three. I can literally see his album cover with him sitting yeah. on that fucking rim. With the, and it says the game. <laughs> <laughs> y'all niggas are crazy. Over, I bet if you played so, three songs, I'd so be able to rap three so songs. So hate it or love it, y'all should already know. How does that go? Hate it or love it, down the dogs on top. So, yeah. And I'm going to say, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is how we, we do. do. Yeah. Y'all are crazy as hell. the club. Hey. What yeah, I feel the same way, like. I'm not gonna. I'm not listening to the song. That just came up and be like, okay. Dun, dun, dun. Y'all are crazy. I know that the game got hits, bro. Blood, 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 blood. I'm trying blood. to get one with Eminem. When I said the game is overrated, I meant the TV show. Overrated. What TV show? The game. The game. I love that show. I think it's coming back. It's or it ne- came back. It's on Netflix, isn't it? I, I think I'm, it's I'm coming back. I watched episodes. I ain't ready. It is. Mm-hmm. Tasha Mack. I don't know who's gonna be in it. It's Tasha Mack. It's coming back. Um, Gordon Dragic got traded for Daniel Tice. A lot, some picks going into this one. Um, he got traded for Thaddeus Young. What did I say? Daniel Tice. Daniel My Tice. apologies. You don't um, love the game, so don't. I don't, don't love the game. Uh, Gordon Dragic, a 2022 first round pick that's lottery protected this year and top 13 next year, that conveys to two seconds or whatever. And another one. And then uh, Thaddeus Young, Drew Eubanks, and a second are going to the Raps. I like this for the Raps. They get they get some front court players. Uh, Thaddeus Johnson gets to go in and be like that veteran dude in the locker room, like he was with the Bulls, and he gets to play backup. Center or power forward, however they want to do they it. They don't play positions. Yeah, I was gonna say that's just a six nine dude they yeah. can throw out on the court. <laughs> they just don't. I think position. we said it before. They only play like seven players in their rotation. Versatility, length, veteran. Yep. Play job. He can be Spurs. a player. He be grabbing that ball, ball and running. Spurs yeah. get picks. Good job. B plus for both sides. For Aaron me. Holiday got traded to the Suns for. Don't cash. forget about Drew Eubanks. Does not sleep, please. I think he's gonna get cut. Jack, I have no idea. This this trade, Aaron Holiday for cash, Mike, give me two minutes about this trade. I couldn't give your ass 10 seconds. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Next trade. Oh, that's it. Those are all of that. We already talked about Sabonis. No, we didn't because that happened after the podcast. We haven't yep. us four given our opinion about the Sabonis trade. So here we go. Um, Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Hield, and Trisha Thompson for DeMontis Sabonis, Justin <laughs> Holiday, uh, Jeremy Grant, and a 2022 second round or 2023 second round pick protected. Doesn't matter. Um, all of these players have made their debuts already. We've seen a little bit from all of them. How are y'all feeling about this trade uh, five days later? From the Pacers standpoint, I think it was like they've been talking about trading their players this whole time. They've been trying to go through a different process or whatever. From them to get a stud like Tyrese or for Tyrese Halliburton, um, I think it was just a W. Like I said, they needed – they needed to jump on a chance where they could just bring some more excitement and board more noise to their to their team, and they just it just kind of happens for them. I was surprised the damn Kings traded away Halliburton, but you made some good points, and I've seen some stuff where like yeah, they're trying to make the the playoffs. Um, I thought they would just build around Tyrese. Uh, that that was my thought for the the Kings. I don't know, I don't know. I, the Kings always just been bad to me, so it's just like. I don't know. I don't see them doing the right stuff that that kind of pulls them up in, into that upper echelon. Based on what y'all have seen so far, before you even talk, um, there are two teams at the bottom that are like competing for one of those spots, and there's the Pelicans and the Kings 
which team do you have the most confidence in stealing a play-in spot between the two? The it's a possibility that both get in there, by the way. But I'm just saying, if you had to pick between the two. Mm. Um, the, I guess the Pelicans. They got C.J. McCollum, B.I., mm -hmm. Valanchunas. Zion may or may not. We don't know. His goal is to play we'll the season. But we'll see. We'll see. Right. Um, so, yeah, I will go Pelicans just because of that. It's honestly a toss up to me. Mm -hmm. I think both teams can kind of have that, like, we can do it. No, but pick one, though. If I had to pick one, I'm going to go with the Pelicans, too. I'm going to go with Saboner and De'Aaron Fox. Because y'all went the other way. <laughs> and that shit is lame to me. I don't know. I, to me, I think the Pelicans, they've been kind of dying for that other player. Like since Zion been out, now they got a little. They got a little. Re what he doing his first game? What he CJ? doing his first game? Yeah, give me the Pelicans. Yeah, like what do you have? Like sixteen. He was like six that. for twenty-one with like sixteen points. Yeah, give <laughs> me just a little bit of reinforcements to the Pelicans. Give me the Pelicans for going. sure. Fuck the Kings. <sighs> but, but if I, they want to do some business with me, call. <laughs> I'll be the. GM. I just don't ever remember the, like. It's been a while since the Sacramento's just been like a good. -ass you team. weren't an NBA fan when the Sacramento Kings last made the playoffs. I was. None of y'all were. What I'm saying. Yes, I was. Keep talking about it. Name seven players from that team. I'm not going to name you. I don't know seven players from the team off the top. So name, you don't know the team then? Can you, you can probably name three. Sure. That is hella disrespectful, nigga. We grew up in the same house. <laughs> you could go, So you can name five. Pro, I, well, I'm going to get those teams mixed up. Because I'm gonna think, I'm gonna think of the. Just name them. I'm gonna think of the white chocolate slash slash um, Chris Webber era, but I know that was more 2002, 2003. Yeah, I don't know prior. if they were there in 2005, 2006 when they made it. They wasn't. I'm gonna go Doug Christie. Okay. Doug Christie was on that team for a fucking million years anyway. No, yeah. Um, you're in the right direction. Vladi Divac. You're in the right direction. Come on. Um, you you're halfway there. Name uh, the guy. Mike Bibby. Okay. Name the guy. Um, C Webb. Thank you. Come on, name the other guy, KB. You there? You don't come this far to fuck up. We talking white chocolate? No, he can't be there with Mike Baby there. They got oh, true, true, true. Come on, you're right there. Come oh, on, ooh. come on, you're right Is there. Is it Kmart? No, y'all don't say shit. You right them. Kmart was a part of the team. He was a young pup. He wasn't. He wasn't ready yet. So you got five technically, uh -huh. but it's the other guy. A, a known Dig guy. Deep. Shut the fuck up. No, two K guy. Is Dig it two K guy? Dig deep. You might could get two more if we're being honest. Dig deep. We are gonna squeeze the rag out here. Think about the Sacramento Kings. I thought Mike was going to say if you can. It's 2K guy, right? Brad Miller. I know it's not the guy you're talking about. I'm not a thousand percent sure Brad Miller was there yet. But he potentially could have been. But think. Think. You named Chris Webber. Mm -hmm. You named Vladi Divac. Mm -hmm. You named Mike Bibby. Mm -hmm. There's somebody else that goes with these Kings. And I'm not stopping until you say this man's name because you know this man's <laughs> name. It's got to be a guard, right? You know this man's name. I don't think it's a guard. Oh. It's a guy. It's like, a, you can't hey, say Vladi, shooter, Bibby, shooter, Weber. Big shooter. Oh, Paige Stoyakovich. Oh. Holy fuck. <laughs> My fault, everybody. I let y'all down. Paige Stoyakovich. God damn it. And then there's one more that I'm not sure if you know, but I feel like you could know. He was their sixth man. Has an incredible basketball name. Black guy. He check off the bench. Damn Bobby it. Jackson? Bobby Jackson. I love that name for a basketball player. Bobby Jackson. Bobby Jackson come off the bench and just light it up. Bobby Jackson sound like he could be made for anything. Sound like a redneck. <laughs> yeah, it could, it could too. Scott Pollard maybe on that team. Scott yeah. Pollard. The only memory I have of Scott Pollard is that he was on Survivor. 
And he used to play for the Pacers. Yep. Had, had funky hairstyles. Mm-hmm. Hito Turkoglu potentially could have been on that team, depending on what year, but young Hito Turkoglu. Kmart hit a big layup I'm for I'm going to actually just look up the actual roster from the last time they made the playoffs. Gerald Wallace. Young Gerald Wallace might have been on that team. Um, oh, yeah. We're talking about specifically the last one that made the playoffs. So these guys might not have been on there no more. It might have been Kmart, not Gerald Wallace enough. 2006. And like 2006, a couple years ago, they didn't sound too long ago, but that shit, 15, 16 years ago. Yeah, man. Damn near a dub. So they won 44 games that season. Mike Bibby, Francisco Garcia. Francisco Garcia. Kevin Hart was on this team. Kevin Kevin Hart. Hart. Kevin Martin 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 was on this team. Brad Miller was on this team. Um, Pager was on this team. So Bobby Jackson probably not on this team in 2006. Nope. Probably with the Hornets. And C-Web is not on this team either, actually. Who is... Look, their starting five for majority of games was Mike Bibby, Brad Miller at the five. Somebody from ooh, a name that we forgot played for this team. Somebody from Detroit had to be on this team because that's who Chris Webber was traded to, right? He was traded from the Kings to Detroit. Uh, Cornelius Williamson. Corliss Williamson. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were missing. Metal World Peace was on this playoff team. Played forty-ish games. Wore the number ninety-three. Yes. Okay. That, that was, 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 was Coutinho Mobley on that team? Coutinho Mobley is not on this one. No. He got traded in like a uh, – okay, Coutinho Mobley was probably 2005. Bobby Jackson was on the team the year before. Is Coutinho Mobley on that team? He is. Yes. And C-Web is. Yes. So, yeah. And Matt Barnes was on this team. Yes. Mo Evans, second year. Mo Eddie Evans. House. Mo Evans from Texas, played for the Lakers. Greg Ostertag. Former Utah Jazz. Greg Ostertag, hell no. Brian Skinner. Did we say Brian Skinner? Did I say Brian Skinner? Nope. I remember Brian Skinner had a nice mid-range game. Remember when this team was actually like a perennial playoff team? Go back to the glory days. Okay. Like 2000s, early 2000s? 2002. 2001-2002, they won 61 games. That was their best season in, in recent franchise history. This we, is Mike Bibby, Chris Webber, Vladi yep. Divac, Pedro Stojakovic. Mm-hmm. Um, Hedo Turkoglu, Turkoglu. Scott Pollard was Scott on the team as well. Bobby Jackson. Um, Bobby Jackson, for sure. Is a young Gerald Wallace on that team? Yep, rookie Gerald Wallace, 19 years old, eight minutes per game, but he was there. Chucky Brown. Jabari Smith, not a name I Keon recognize. Keon Clark? Keon Clark was not on this team. Okay, the next year, Keon Clark was on there. Hmm. It's been a minute, man. Those fans have been through a lot of shit. Yeah. I, I'm rooting for them to be good, but. It's tough. It's hard. <laughs> it's very, very hard to do that. Very hard to do that. Y'all want to talk about San Francisco for a little bit before we that get out of here? That was your boy, Chris Webber, when we were shorties. I still got a poster of Chris Webber in my office right now. Chris Webber. He kind of shitty yeah, at his, his job now. Weak. Ah, don't disrespect c He was raw, but I was a Laker fan, so I hated him. Yeah. I liked Kobe. Was I wasn't a Laker fan. I liked Kobe. What was your favorite moment in San Francisco? Derek mm-hmm. thinking that that man was Dale Curry <laughs> sitting next to us. No, uh, it was just fun being out of town with y'all again. Was that our first time traveling? Since Atlanta. Was that November? Yeah. yeah. We went to Atlanta in November. Good. It was um, just a good – I like experiencing the ocean, the Golden Gate Bridge. I think that was, like, probably one of my favorite parts. We didn't really do shit, though. Everything no. that we did was work. Yeah. Which is fine. You know, every trip ain't got to be, let's go shopping, shopping, shopping. But, you know. I like driving around, like, especially going up that. We went up one steep ass hill. It literally had to be like 75 degrees. It'll be, it'll be it was like the one <laughs> on the For Lombard. the people that don't know, we so we went down Lombard, right? So people that know San Francisco, we tried. I'm not even Lombard. talking about that Lombard Street. I know you mean going to Lombard Street. Going to Lombard, that yeah, was the we big had to go like that, that ass right up. Yep. Yeah, that 
I was very surprised. I've never driven up a hill that was that steep. And I think when we were in the Uber on the way back from the Warriors game, you were talking to her about the steepness of the terrain and stuff. Oh, yeah. She said it takes a while to get used to, but mm-hmm. eventually. What, that, do you, what else do you remember about her? That she was unvaccinated? That, that's that, all. That's it? You know, where is she from? Oh, good question. Ooh. He fake ass. No, no, no. He I did, fake I, ass I, forgot. No, no. I'm I'm so serious. I forgot. Where did she say she was from? Florida. Yes, she did. Because I was like, oh, you're a Florida and a Cali girl. Yeah. I don't remember I said that. did say that. <laughs> Florida and a Cali girl. You're a Florida and a Cali girl. He did say that. Remember, he liked them Cali girls. <laughs> <laughs> that boy put his tenders to specifically 3,000 miles so he could reach t- girls in Cali. He's just an overdoer. That's all. Just like we did in New York. I don't know. It's something some about shit. the girls in New York. They just, it's got extra meat on their bones because it'd be cold out here. No, no. He said the opposite. He, he said, said they too skinny in New York. He said they all be walking around because they walk around too much. He said it's be saying shit. <laughs> girls are literally girls. I hate when niggas go somewhere and be like, man, the broads in Texas. Girls are girls everywhere. It's thick, skinny, tall, short, black, white, Filipino, they do Hispanic, say a nine in, long hair. A nine in Chicago is like a six in Cali. Again, because niggas never been nowhere. <laughs> so they go somewhere the first time. And it's just, uh, only thing I can say is like in hotter places like a Miami, girls are a little bit more neckedier. Nakedy, you know what I mean? If that's the type of shit that you're more exposed, he's a bit more exposed. But nakedier is a new word. I definitely I went what I, of to Miami and was like, wow, every, too, everybody's yeah. wearing a bathing suit. Grammar police over there. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's just naked. But that's it. All girls. Were you naked? Girl. <laughs> don't ask ever me some shit like that again. <laughs> don't I don't know why he asked. Me. Don't ever ask me some shit like that. Please. Thank I guess you. we got a few extra minutes for the after show because uh, okay. our shoot just got pushed back a little bit. Um, talk to me about the California weed, y'all. Was it? What, did you feel the difference between the California weed and the weed that you get? And do I also have consent Illinois? to put y'all smoking weed in my video? Because I'm dropping the San Fran vlog. No. Okay. Not no. not for me. You could put him in there. Okay. Well, just we, blur his face. We're in the same. We're literally right next. He's to just each gonna blur his face. He, That's yeah, right. He, he can edit it. Stop doubting my man's I'll, t- I'll take it out. <laughs> I'm gonna let y'all sit here and talk about smoking it, but I won't post it. <laughs> There's nothing. He, okay, go ahead. How was the How was the Cali Cali Kush? It was decent. Was I, it better than what you would normally get here, or was I, there not that much? Of a I think dispensary weed is much. always better than like dealers. I know he primarily buys from dealers, so for me, it's always. You just better. put my business out there, like just that, saying huh? that. Wait, he he just does all the illegal shit. Yeah, he's putting all, all my business out there. You gonna have to edit that out. By the I way. told you, edit this shit. He just be fucking talking. <laughs> he be saying a bunch of shit that is not necessary to say. I'm gonna let him continue to see what else he says that he don't need. To say. <laughs> no, but that's probably my only thing. I, I I like those prices. The prices are significantly better than Illinois. Go, go ahead, put his business out. What he do illegal that was done? Since y'all just having a battle off who the biggest criminal? No, I don't say no names. Bro. That's the right answer. I don't say yeah, no. That's names. That's the right answer. And he was laughing at you because we had that incident happen outside our hotel with the motorcycle. It was a big oh my accident. God. And remember, we was walking past, and the dude was like, hey, y'all can't go this way. It's a crime scene. Oh, yeah. And he was like, we're trying to figure out how to walk around. And then we walk, we walk back past him, and the security guy, he comes up. He's like, so y'all know what happened? Y'all, y'all seen what happened? And we just keep walking. Pierre's like, yeah, man, I'm just going to take it. I was like, look at Pierre's over there. His ass telling the whole story. Yeah. He was spilling all the tea. Yeah, me and you on the way don't, out. Yeah, don't ever say that, bro. Stop saying shit that women say. You very, the tea. That TikTok say, ass saying. He, I can say whatever the fuck I want to. Wait, wait, That's the wait, right wait, answer. He he said, it's the shoes for me. It's the shoes oh for me. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's the Cali weed for me. 
you know what I found myself saying in the video one time? What? Um, he understood the assignment. Y'all <laughs> me with that, bro. I said that shit in the video, and I immediately was like, what the fuck? He understood the assignment. <laughs> What the fuck? Why made y'all start saying that in the party? Because I be on TikTok. It's TikTok. It's a TikTok. Oh. Derek is low key a sixteen year old girl. Literally, his for you page is just Starbucks uh, mixes. Literally, sixteen like year old that. girl, man. My for you page is ass shaking. No, it's not. I seen, I seen somebody <laughs> had retweeted some shit on my pages. Just and like, that that's a that's a terrible detail. You ain't that horny of a man while you're in a relationship with a know. woman, and you just got ass shaking. I know on some your, things about Derek. <laughs> Spill them. No, I'm not doing that. On our way there, it was like, I was going to say once in a lifetime experience, probably not. We were on a Dreamliner. And for y'all that don't know, those are the big ass planes that typically mm. you travel in to a different country. We talk an eight hour flight. So because of that, first class was not just seats. It was like pods. And, you know, me and Pete, we had to reschedule this trip like three different times. And me and Pierre decided, you know what? We're going to spoil ourselves. We're going to upgrade our tickets to, to the first class and that was the greatest flight I have ever experienced in my life. Baby, that that really opened up my eyes to potentially going overseas. I've always been a person that was like, man, those 11 hour flights, how could I do it? How could I just be sitting there? But experiencing that made me feel like, oh, this that's really possible because the flight felt like nothing, bro. It was nothing, bro. It felt like you were at the crib. Yeah. I mean, you didn't have your Xbox, but like, you know, you got your TV I in was front about of that you. same shit because I was like, man, that four hour flight. This is an economy nigga talking to me. <laughs> right. First of all, I enjoyed my flight. I'm fucking with you, bro. But, no, but you know what blew me, KB? What's Real that? quick, Mike. Hmm. We still had to pay for Wi-Fi. We still had to pay for yeah. Wi-Fi, which is crazy. But we, and that yeah. Wi-Fi was hit or miss. Yeah, because I was I was just trying to like put in perspective. I was like, man, that four-hour flight, like that shit feel long in itself. Then I was like, if you because you did the trip from Cali to New York, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Which oh was, was that like five and a half or five? I yeah. can't even imagine. And that I did shit. it in a and day. And I was like, bro, I went from Chicago to LA, which is a four-hour flight. Then the very next day morning i had to go to new york for work yeah because then i was like yeah i was thinking, about those, throw. Uh, I was thinking about those trips that go before around the COVID. country i was about to say that's a before <laughs> covid that shit nigga just traveling sick but um yeah i was like people be having these like 12 hour flights i feel like you gotta have like it's gotta be luxurious planes that only do those like real international unless you're yeah. taking a cheap ass flight mm-hmm. which i a lot of if times you, like, you shouldn't be taking no cheap ass yeah. flight if you're trying to go across the country a lot of times there's layovers too like they mm-hmm. don't just go straight there Oh, usually layovers in other countries, mm-hmm. but yeah, it it was it was like literally, literally going back home. We got on a regular plane. And I walked past first class. Like, why the fuck would I spend the same amount of money on this bullshit? Well, just some ex- little extra seating room, but that was it. Versus what we had. Like, these I, motherfuckers. I, I put alive, that bitch y'all. down, bro. I put that bitch down. I was laying like like that ass like this. Sleep under bro. the seat is a whole covered. Covered like for your feet, and I stretched I out, seen that. and I, I was scared that it wasn't gonna fit because I'm a six four ass nigga. That was plenty of room. Shit, I was turning around. I had they give you the blanket. The blanket. Oh my god, it was wraps, bro. It they asked me if I wanted something to drink twenty five times. Mm-hmm. I had to tell her no. Would you? Do you want waffles or egg whites for breakfast? That was the type of shit. You want orange juice or water with your breakfast? We like damn. And I I remember I used to do the first class, the regular one that. Like on the way back home with my with my brother Bub, we would go to like Miami and shit. And that was, I used to always be like, man, this is nice. That shit though, different. That shit different, different. And different. this is the first time we've been on a flight that had so many people. That was a yeah. huge flight. They had like six stewardess or flight attendants, and they had three pilots. I've never yeah. seen a plane that needed three pilots before. And we got off in the middle. Hmm? We didn't get off at the front of the plane. We got off in the middle. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, facts, facts. Yeah. Yep. 
It was a weird day, man. But you said we happy to be home or alive. Why is that? Because you had tweeted out like, yeah, our, our flight got delayed. It's almost three hours. We were literally about to take off and they stopped the plane. Yeah, I was like, we on just, the runway hitting a hundred. I was like, they like pump fake the takeoff. I was thinking that. <laughs> hey, thank God. Shout out to bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, we're seeing something wrong with the plane. We're just gonna make sure it's not no. No, like, no, no, not just the plane. It was the like fucking engine. engine. It was the, the main engine. engine. <laughs> He's like, the main engine's not I getting had the my power. Headphones that- in. So like at first, I didn't know what was going on because you can't, you know, you don't hear all the announcements with your headphones on. But I just seen we were at the same spot for like 10, 15 minutes, bro. Man. We it were on planes stuff. on the ground and for like three hours. We finally. Took us like an hour and a so half. So put that together. We was on plane for seven hours. We were on plane for seven hours. We finally that hungry sleep was as so hell. good, bro. That sleep was so good. I played Mike once in 2K and the whole San Francisco trip. We was having fun, but I kept telling Mike, like, man, I'm, I want to go home just to play your ass in 2K. Mm-hmm. And we finally get back and I play him once because we were just both bro, so tired. He wasn't even tripping. He was he like, man, I'm going to go to bed too. Because yeah. we fi- it took us like an hour and a half to get us all situated on the new plane. And they were like, just give us a few more minutes. We got the baggage clean. 45 minutes later. Yeah. Like they, they were doing the carry-on. They gave us three announcements. About, in a couple minutes, we'll be yeah. ready to take off. Can I ask bro. you some questions? Stop saying what? this shit if we ain't taking off. I damn near envy you. Why? Because it's very, it's so hard for me. I have to really be calculated with what I do before I get on a plane for my stomach. So, like, I be having to, like, you put me on to the, the little stand where I got the breakfast tacos, and I was so, like, conscious about, like, man, should I really eat these? Make my stomach maybe upset for a four-hour flight. Then I look over at your shit. You had a burrito drenched in ex- shit. extra meat. I saw that on the thing. The only thing that was in mine was, like, bacon, Jalapenos. Eggs. I had some jalapenos. I'm like, Jalapenos? But I saw you picking the jalapenos out. At I one did. Point. I yeah. took. I, yeah, I put them all out. Because I was, yeah, I was thinking I'm that like, too. That's Derek a lot. Is. No, that's why I took them out. Because I was like, I don't want to have a stomach ache. Yeah. yeah, I'm like Derek. Don't really be, be giving a fuck. He be eating because so you must have your shit. I envy that shit too. That because is. I be like very. Mat- I be like, should I eat anything? But then I'm gonna be hungry. Do mm, I, yeah. uh, even when we went there, I had the bagel. I'm like, I only ate half the bagel because I didn't want to eat too much cream mm. cheese. Yeah, I mean, you did drink the coffee when we was going to San Francisco, and that fucked you up. But coffee does that. Um, but uh, when it comes to food, boy, your ass to eat a whole prime fucking 28-pound steak and sit on your flight cooler. Yeah, I'll be have to be bro. very meticulous. I it's not even we just went there, I only ate, like, the little sausage, egg, and cheese croissant. And then I had the coffee, and that was it. Yeah, the coffee is what fucked you up. Yeah. Because you disappeared on me for 45 Well, that's because I was had- sitting right next to me, and he was gone. I'm like, where my boy Derek go? That's because I had plans. If I don't have plans on going to he sleep. He came back. I was like, where you go? He's the bad. <laughs> yeah. If I have plans on staying up, I'll have a coffee. But if, like, when we were coming back, I didn't get one because I've had plans on going to sleep on that flight. Mm-hmm. And I did. I went to sleep for, like, I don't even know how long. I woke up and I asked the lady next to me, like, how long have we been in the air? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's why I do a timer every time, bro. And she was like, uh, about two hours right now. I was like, oh, bad. Thank you. I was lost. I- yeah, I peeked <laughs> over. I seen you sleeping a bit. Yeah, I'll I'll was be, the first time. I'll be trying to look for y'all, bro. That you know how to be like, um, make sure your seats are all up or whatever. I looked over, Derek's shit was leaning back, bro. The lady was like, put your shit back. And he did it. She walked away. He went right back. That shit went right back down. I'm like, hell no. It wouldn't lock. Yeah, they didn't ask us that in first class. True. <laughs> you ain't have to worry about no. You ain't have to worry about them covered in. I saw Derek walk past his seat to put his bag up and I put his shit next to mine. In first class, you do not have to do petty dumb shit like that. It's just like nigga, we all have a thing above our things, so just put your shit above. And there was your extra head. storage. There was like a lockbox. Yeah, fucking weird. 
I put, put your, my wallet in my glasses. I would right say now. like a fucking hotel. They be having that box. <laughs> yes, that's what it was like. Yes, exactly. Have you ever used a box in a hotel room? Nah, nah. No, once. When me and Bub went out there, Bub had like, and had put the shit in there. Oh, I just always pull my door door completely closed. Oh yeah, and you put the do not disturb on it. Yes. For some reason, I had to know I had to do that too because when I first left out, my door would not close. Oh, you talking about the actual? I thought you meant the safe in the room. No, I like the safe. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about the safe. Yeah. I always do the the you know the little lock on yeah. the door. I do that one. Yeah. Not I do the, the chain, one. I do the, the one where you could pull it. When it's closed yeah, up that's when they I can't open too. it at all. Yeah. That's the one I'd be doing. I don't do that. Because what if you like dying? You just fucking you just move it. Move like, it out the way. But I mean, like, what if they need to get into your door? They'll break it down. Oh. Why would I be dying? I don't know. <laughs> Shit happens, bro. Now nah, take care of yourself. But like in my room, I couldn't open my window. Don't like be in that, Don't be in your room doing fit now. What happened? I couldn't open my window like <laughs> you could. That's what they be saying, my Like, that's what they be saying when shit like that be happening. Is niggas be in there doing drugs. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm not even gonna talk about it. Never mind. I won't talk about it. But that. yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. I had fun. I can't wait for the next one. Which is in a couple days. Speaking of that, All Star Weekend, we have a live podcast. Um we don't have the exact like specifics just yet, but just follow us on socials. We're gonna be dropping a link for you to RSVP if you were in Cleveland area and you wanna watch us. Ball like show Kobe, live. Smalls, y'all Ohio ass guys, get there. It's y'all change. That'd be weird. I've never seen either of their faces. You've never seen oh uh, I think Smalls just because uh we his profile picture used to be him. Oh no, I saw him on I don't know if I didn't see that, but I, I remember seeing him on a uh, live. I let him join a live and watch a game with me once and I was like, Damn, you do not sound like your he, like how he you meant look. to say he sound black. Yeah, he did. He said he gets that all the time. He said people always say that to him. I he remember they it was Pierre who had I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> Pierre had randomly tweeted out, he was like Oh, well, like, I'm Kobe, I, what you look like, yeah, or some shit like that. <laughs> He's like, bro, I'm just a regular ass nigga. <laughs> I hope he come, bro. He a funny ass dude. He bro. funny as hell. He funny That's as That's my dude. boy. But he also a Twitter troll at the same time. But not over the top to yeah, Twitter yeah. troll. He's he not is, saying ratio. He be funny yeah. about the Cavs shit, bro. That's what I mean. Because they, like, he like could, D, DGT and eat these niggas alive. Yeah, bro. <laughs> bro they'll be going against the Warriors. he be like, DG ain't fucking with Steph Curry ain't fucking with Darius Garland, boy. <laughs> or he'd be like, Jared Ooh. Allen beat that nigga shit. Oh, that's ball like I'm Kobe? Funny as hell. <laughs> that Kyron ass video. Kyron as hell. Shout out to the homie, bro. Big su- <laughs> big supporter for a long time, man. We fuck with you, bro. Uh-huh. <laughs> so anybody else that want to come, it's that, not just that's a- how I imagined him to look. For real, yeah. It's not just us doing shit. It's like an entire event Bleach Report is putting on. So even if you don't give a fuck about us, I don't know why you would watch an hour and a half podcast if you didn't care. But there's gonna be <laughs> other shit. People performing that we can't say just yet. But like top end artists performing, they're doing um, verses between Allen Iverson and Tracy McGrady. Um, just just know there's some shit going on. Bleach Bro and always just know, does I'm gonna be out of character. I'm gonna be turned. I'm gonna be lit. We ain't been an all star in what? A year. A year. That's a break <laughs> for a that, nigga. That's a that that's a break for a nigga who who just started going and getting his access. I'm there. And I'm I'm turning up. Cleveland, y'all better have like some sneaker shops or something. Y'all some, gotta have something. I'm turning. I'm coming to spend bands. I remember last time all star. I'm coming to. I'm coming with oh, five grand cash. When what what all trying to rob you? Guess who's going to end up doing? Kyrie. What? Die. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fuck with me. Puss. Twenty one. The Kyrie Krispy Kremes release. All right, we'll see y'all in uh in a couple episodes. Appreciate y'all. Peace. Bye.